I just want to sit on the conversation between you and him on not being attracted to women that are pregnant. Because I think for a lot of women, when things happen in the bedroom, we take it very personally. Yes. He can't get hard if he's Mm -hmm. not into period sex, if he's not into all of these things. So how have you been able in your life to, and that's why I love, I love watching you and Jared's videos when Jared's in, like it's, it just fucking, he just cracks me up. But so how do you pull that apart from like being something that's defining you as a person and your attractiveness, but a conversation about preferences and like things and making it less personal? It is deeply personal, but I have to also acknowledge that the other side of me not making myself available to that information is being in the dark. Nothing hurts more than that where I know something is different because, you know, you're so plugged yeah. into your partner, especially Jared and I work together and we live together and we create a life together. So there's not a lot of space for us to conceal how we feel. And neither one of us are Leonardo DiCaprio, not a great actor. If you're not into the sex, I'm going to know. Mm-hmm. But if I don't create the space for you to explain why that I'm in this weird void of trying to fill in the gaps for myself, which actually might lead me to a darker truth that's not representative of his feelings. So I knew that even though he was saying things to me that were hard to digest and were hurtful in many ways, I had to create the space for it because I wanted that honesty. And then through those dialogues of us putting it on the table, we could figure out, well, what are we going to do about it? And what we did about it was like, okay, well, those are your feelings. Those are completely valid. However, I still have to have sex because the way that this prolactin works, like the way that I want to like get out this baby out of me, like it's still important. And also too, like orgasm was a way for me to alleviate a lot of discomfort in my body. Mm. Uh, mind you, the womanizer became my best friend. Like the yeah. past couple of weeks, I was like, you know what? I can't even rely on you anymore. <laughs> you come when you come, but I'm coming with or without you. Yeah. So that became a thing too of like me reclaiming a lot of my like masturbation time mm. because we had two different priorities during that time. Mm. But it, yeah, it was definitely a tough thing. And we had put out a video where we talked about that. And it was interesting because like, he got really judged for being vocal about that. It's like as much as sometimes people's truth is inconvenient. Yes. Mm-hmm. And we can acknowledge that. Yes. But what's on the other side of it? Yes. You can't force yourself to like something that you yes. don't. You totally. can reframe it in your brain. But even through the reframing, you're aware that I'm consciously reframing this. Yeah. I think it's an interesting thing. I mean, because if we were said with women, women have preferences and we want this. People will be like, oh, yeah, women have preferences. But if a man has a preference, you're like, what? Men like to fuck everything. You know, it's kind of that Mm -hmm. concept and idea too, where you're like, you're not going to just fuck anything. Oh, we're like offended. Like there's that, which I don't think is fair. Mm -hmm. It's not fair at all. Because on the flip side, if I said, I'm not into pregnancy sex and I'm turned off by you Mm -hmm. right now during this time, people would be like, oh, of course. Of course. That makes perfect sense. Yes. And nobody would have a thing to say about it. Yes. I mean, mind you, like I said, even though we felt what we felt, he still listened to what my body's needs were and was like, I'm going to be a participant. I'm going to let you know that I may not be the one initiating because mm-hmm. it's not pulling me in the way mm-hmm. it used to. Mm-hmm. And so that was a, the, the kind of negotiation that we had. I mean, it's worth talking about. Obviously, the person can't be mean or malicious about it. Of course. And that's a big thing. Because I will say that, like, a big thing for me during pregnancy, too, is I was working on a show at the time. And I was getting changed four times a day because we shot 250 you episodes. So good. Thank you. Dude. But Unreal. the constant commentary on my body mm. was overwhelming. Every outfit that you put on, oh, it's tight here. It's pulling here. Oh, this. And every time you walked out, oh, look at the belly. Look at this. Look at that. Oh, you've grown. It was just constant commentary mm. and nitpicking on my body. And so 
I think six months pregnant, Jared told me my breath was smelling weird. I can't tell you how much that crushed me. Oh. Like, I think I slept apart from him for like four days because I'm like, I just can't, I can't be looked at anymore. I don't want to be judged. I don't want anybody around me who's going to be assessing and judging mm-hmm. and just constantly just mm-hmm. being like, well, how is her body different? How is it mm-hmm. responding? So yeah, it definitely was, it was hard. And I think that that was a good lesson for him because maybe you can have that truth, but sometimes also too, it's like the suck it up factor mm-hmm. of it. Mm-hmm. Of like, how important is it for me to share this and at what cost? Yes. Yeah, I was going to ask you about your relationship with your body. Did you have a conversation with Jared before you guys got pregnant around just, I know you didn't know exactly because this is your first time being pregnant, but like the changes in your body that were going to occur and just kind of what to expect or like how you guys would stay in communication or what did that look like? Yeah, I struggle not to talk. I think some people have the other problem, but especially what I do for a living. I'm mm-hmm. like, this is, oh my God, I'm like on the ground <laughs> research. Yes. I'm like, this to, is a video idea. This is a video Everything. So I was like thrilled. I'm like, oh, we get to experience new things mm-hmm. and learn and new information. And I actually was thinking the other day because I have had every conversation possible with Jared. Yes. What would you do if we broke up? What would you do if we were unicorns? What would you do? What was the first time you thought that you loved me when you knew I was your wife? Every question possible. What was your best orgasm? So sometimes like I run out things. I'm like, (laughs) what other question can I ask? You know, like what was the best blowjob I've ever given before? What was your favorite meal with it together? And that was like all this fresh material, like oh, so many new topics. So I really loved, I think that that part of it. And i leaned into it. I find that I have the opposite problem of having to scale back because even now I'm breastfeeding and Jared doesn't interact with my breasts the way that he used to because he characterizes them as like Ryu's boobs. Like mm-hmm. it's kind of bizarre because of the milk coming out. And then mm-hmm. I'm sure mm-hmm. I know I have milk stains on my bra right now, which means they probably have milk taste on them, even if I'm not lactating at the time. But I was like, I want you to look at them as sexual because on top of that, they're Phenomenal. I know. Yes, I was say. They're juicy, delicious. I'm like, what do you mean? I pumped just before, too. If I didn't, you'd see. They're phenomenal. They're... So I'm like, and I'm, plausibly, my boobs are not going to be the same after I stop breastfeeding. They're going to be deflated and mm-hmm. just very different. Now is the time to do all the titty things. Yeah. Like, we had for our first time titty fucking was when I was pregnant. So I'm like, they can go together now. That was not possible. So you don't want to hit our daughter's head, but I'm going to do another (laughs) I'm like, look, it makes sense to me. And so he's like not interested. Then I also noticed that I overshare about my breastfeeding experience with him. Like, Mm. oh, the ache, Mm. the discomfort. Look at this new bump on my nipple that I got. Like, look at this new thing. Like, Every time that I had experience, I wanted to share, but I was like, how can I ask him to sexualize them? But I'm constantly reminding him of the other duties that my boobs have. This brings up just a question around like, because of the nature of what you do and the content that you create and just the fact that you are such an inquisitive and open person in the relationship, do you feel like it doesn't allow him the room to maybe explore that for himself to be more of that. I'm Mm -hmm. asking because Mm -hmm. I I experience that sometimes in my relationship where like, I feel like I'm more vocal, like in the bedroom. Mm -hmm. And he's like, oh, I'm just not, that's just not me. And I'm like, oh, I wonder if I pulled back, would it allow more space for Mm -hmm. him to be more of that? And we've talked about it, but I don't know if that's, Mm -hmm. I don't think it would, but I'm just curious about that, like 
the balance or the Mm -hmm. lack thereof, whether like pulling back would maybe shift how Jared would approach some of these things. I don't know. Yeah. I think, you know, what's fascinating is this is, you guys don't make content together, right? No. Your partner. He's very private. Girl, you better force that shit on because you know what was, that's been a saving grace, I think because I created mm-hmm. a platform yeah. where his voice was necessary. Mm-hmm. And so it's necessary for him to share his perspective by virtue of that we're creating things for each other. So I think without that piece, yes. it might've been like, this is a you thing. Mm-hmm. But yeah. yeah, that's such a good point. Show him the check. Right, show him the show check. Show him the check. Honey. You got to tell him about the Prius. Yes, you got to show him about the cars. You got to tell him about the data and the check. <laughs> that's how you get him in. Thank you so much for tuning in to Morning Microdose by Almost 30. We hope you enjoyed waking up. As always, we encourage you to take what resonates and leave the rest. If you enjoyed this trip, tune into the full episode on the Almost 30 podcast. All episode information can be found in the show notes. Make sure to subscribe. And if this becomes a part of your morning routine, be sure to share it with a friend. We have new inspiring doses Monday through Friday. Follow us on Instagram at Morning Microdose. And follow Almost 30 at Almost 30 Podcast. Thanks for listening. We'll see you in the vortex.